What's up, fellas? Uh, welcome in. Uh, Tyler Townsend already in here. Uh, RP in here. What's up, fellas? It's a good night here in the Tigers Avenue. Well, let's see here. Trying to get this switched over real quick. Zach, uh, obviously, uh, LSU Tigers are... Uh, coming off a W that they pulled off in uh, uh, Columbia, Missouri. And, yes, I, I, I would I would say they pulled it off. All right. Yeah. I think I got my mics. Is that better, Zach? Probably Way better. better. Good, Way better. good. Sorry, guys. My, my microphone wasn't registering for some reason. All right. So, a lot better sounding. Um, LSU Tigers coming off a W in Columbia, Zach. Obviously, we are going to recap that. Uh, clearly, uh, JD five for Heisman question mark, or should we even put a question mark on that? Um, and then we got a little something extra for you, uh, as well. Um, man, there's a lot going on right now. It's a great time for sports. You got NFL going on. Obviously you have the LSU Tigers playing football. It's October baseball time. So, I thought I was going to sneeze for a second. Uh, so there's lots of sports going on um, and lots of good sports uh, to watch. Obviously, I'm, I'm going to be watching uh, the Dodgers game uh, after this is over because uh, I've already won my fantasy uh, for the weekend, so I really don't have to worry about Monday Night Football because I already caught that dub. You know how it is. Uh, so, I I mean, Zach, it's a, it's a great time for sports right now and a great time for the LSU Tigers, obviously, uh, the win on Saturday was huge for for several different reasons. Um, uh, Zach, what are your kind of initial thoughts coming off of Saturday, and what kind of transition off of that, you know, into our recap of everything that transpired in Columbia? What what, what are your thoughts here? Well, obviously, after a very disappointing loss to Ole Miss, and obviously. Um, major major concerns that developed from that game with the secondary uh you looked at this matchup between lsu and missouri and you saw a really good quarterback and a yep. wide receiver um that was leading the conference so um it it you know it kind of made the hairs on the back of my neck raise a little bit because you know <laughs> i'm like oh gosh we're gonna see the same thing happen again like are they going to torch us? And ultimately, uh, they did for a large part of the game. First, yeah. three drives, yeah. first three drives for Missouri, boom, boom, 
boom, touchdown, like it, like it was a breeze. Um, yep. But I think probably the biggest thing that we'll talk about tonight is the adjustments that were made defensively. Nothing to, you know, ride home about, but there was adjustments made. Um, and you saw some improvement, uh, especially yeah. in the second half. That was at least, you know, positive and at least um, a little bit brighter to to look forward to. The oh, absolutely. Of absolutely. LSU defense with this season. So uh, we'll see, obviously. With a big matchup against Auburn coming up, you're back at home. We'll see how how the defense continues to progress. Hopefully they do. Um, but, I mean, it was really nerve-wracking, Reagan. I mean, I think me and you mm -hmm. mentioned that it would be, you know, pretty much very a very similar game to like yeah. it was against yeah, no doubt. Um, Ole Miss. And, you know, I predicted 41-38. And, you know, if it isn't for a pick six at the very end of the ball game, <laughs> uh, you know, if – if Major Burns goes down like Brian Kelly had wanted him to, then I would have been almost right on it right there. Right. So yeah, you would. Um, yeah. we knew it was going to be a high score. We knew that Missouri was going to get theirs. Um, yeah. Luther Burden, I told you he, he would easily have 100 yards. He had 100 yards receiving uh, in the first half, easy. But you saw what he did yep. in the second half. Not as good of a second half, right? Because LSU sure. adjusted. Uh, they changed their coverages. And – you know, they were able to limit him. And, and also, Brady Cooks helped you out a lot in the second half. Um, so, overall, um, you know, defensively, you know, there are some spots there that you're encouraged about, right? I, it, you yeah, can't, for sure. As I said, there's nothing to write home about. Like, it, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, and you just have to accept that. Like, LSU fans just have to accept that yeah, it, this it's not gonna LSU get, defense, yeah. especially the secondary, they're just bad. Okay, and um, we mentioned last last show that there was going to have to be major changes made uh, in season, and that if there wasn't major changes made in season, that uh, Brian Kelly was going to have to uh, you know do some firing at the end of the season. Um, sure. I'm not saying that needs to be the result right now because I think you still can turn around. You're only halfway through the season; you still have a whole other half of the season to go. Um, they did make corrections in this game that was positive to see outside, you know, yeah. unlike they did against Ole Miss. Um, and so, again, something positive. Offensively, I mean, there's not really much more you can say. Uh, Malik Neighbors no. continues to dominate. Brian, Thomas, uh, Brian yep. Thomas continues uh, to score touchdowns. He leads the country. Brian Thomas yep. leads the country in receiving touchdowns. Um, and you have a Heisman caliber quarterback in Jaden Daniels, which we'll discuss Absolutely. more in the second segment. Um, it amazes me how Jaden Daniels continues to absolutely put his this team on his back and lead this team to victory. Yes, you had a loss against Florida State uh, on the opening weekend, and it was, you know, obviously extremely difficult for LSU fans to open up the season. And, yes, you lost a barn burner to Ole Miss on the road. Um, we mentioned last week, this team can still accomplish a lot. Why? Because you have Jaden Daniels at quarterback. Why? Yep. Because you have Malik Neighbors and you have Brian Thomas at receiver. Why? Because you have a really good tight end in Mason Taylor. Why? Because Logan Diggs has decided, hey, no more, none more, no more of this running back by committee thing. I'm him. <laughs> you, can, you can bring in fresh legs when you need to, but I'm the guy you're going to give the ball 20 times a game. Absolutely. Um, and they did that. I mean, we didn't see a whole lot of rotation this game in the run with the running back room, Reagan. We no. saw it was Logan Diggs all the way, 
And when they needed fresh legs, they brought in Josh Williams. You didn't see John Emery. You didn't see Caleb Jackson. You didn't see Noah Kane. Uh, you didn't see Trey Bradford. You, you saw nobody except for um, Josh Williams and Logan Diggs. And Logan Diggs continues to be extremely impressive really, really running impressive. the football. Yeah. I mean, he is by far your best option at running back. Um, against SEC opponents, he is averaging 100 over 100 yards a game. Um, and so wow. you continue to feed him. I loved that LSU um, – they kind of changed their strategy a little bit. They wanted to run the football, and Missouri has been extremely good at defending the run in the SEC, and that didn't matter. You rushed for over 200 yards uh, on the day. Obviously, Jaden was a large bulk of that, but Logan Diggs also held his own with rushing for over 100, I think it was 130-something yards. So, yes. um, overall, the, the offense continued to just look phenomenal. I, I mean, I have no – no uh, negative thing to say about the offense. Uh, maybe, you know, at the end of the game when you're trying to, you know, end the game there, get a first down and and not give Missouri the ball, maybe the play calling could have been a little bit better instead of just handing the ball off between the tackles. Um, maybe you could have come up with a little bit better play calling there to try and seal the deal. You didn't. It was fine. It ultimately ended up not matter. Not matter. Uh, not, it didn't matter. And so – Ultimately, I, I, I don't think there's anything else we can say about the offense uh, other than it just continues to do its thing. Um, it'll be interesting, though, to to see down the line, you know, this entire first half of the season, they've been absolutely phenomenal. Um, yep. It'll be interesting to see this second half of the season if defenses adjust and are able to try and slow down this offense in some form or in some fashion. Um, you saw – and we'll get into this more on Friday, obviously, uh, previewing LSU and Auburn. But you saw today, Hugh Freeze, they were asking him about Jaden Daniels. And he was like, I, they were like, hey, how do, you, how do you stop this offense? How do you stop Jaden Daniels? And he's like, you don't. You don't stop them. Like, you, yeah. you can't. <laughs> um, he said, uh, you just have to hope and pray that you hold them to field goals, right? Like, yeah. LSU's going to move the balls uh, from the 20 to 20. I mean, that's, that's, that's just going to happen. Uh, but – It'll be interesting to see if defense are able to uh, step up in the red zone against this this team. And so, um, overall, I mean, back and forth game. It was very yeah. nerve wracking. Um, obviously, to start the game, they you know, you, you take the ball. I, I didn't really like that. You know, I, I'm I'm not super opposed to it. Like I'm not opposed to getting the ball and going down and scoring and trying to get get ahead of the game because your defense is so bad. But you won the toss, and I have said this. Never season, do that again. You, if you win Never the toss, you need to defer. Um, LSU put themselves in an extremely difficult situation. Ultimately, yes. it didn't bite them in the butt, but they put themselves in an extremely difficult situation uh, by taking the football because Missouri not only got the ball to start the second half, they had yep. the ball to end the first half. Uh, yep. And you were already down, and you just, you were just hoping and praying like, man, we've got to get a stop. We've got to hold a field goal or something. Um, because if they were to able if they were able to punch it in there at the end of the first half, and then they were also able to score there to open the second half, like the game was over. Like yep. <laughs> you'd have to pray for that one. Yep. And so, you know, that was uh, a very iffy decision for me, uh, by Brian Kelly. I think uh, even though you lost the game at Ole Miss, th that decision was was the better decision uh to, yeah. to defer because you won the toss in that Always. game as well. Always. Um, 
I'll be interested to see how the offense changes uh, in this game against Auburn. But to slow the pace down and run the football, and, and you know, Auburn had twenty. Excuse me, um, Missouri had twenty less plays than Ole Miss did last week. Uh, so you slowed the game down to try yeah. and to yep. try and to be able uh, to allow your defense uh, to make stops, but also to try and build some sort of lead. It didn't really work that great this game. Maybe it works better in another game. Uh, we'll find out. But overall, Reagan, you you went on the road against an undefeated team. I know people are like, oh, it's Missouri. Look, they were undefeated. They had a really good offense uh, with the combo well, of uh, – one of the best offenses in the SEC. I mean – Yes, with, with a combo of Cook <laughs> and Burden. Uh, they had a defense that was extremely good at stopping the run. Their biggest flaw, obviously, was the second their secondary as well. And um, – but still, there was there was guys on the secondary that, per you know, pro football focus, were pretty good. <laughs> like so, you know, like that was it wasn't. I wouldn't even call it a weakness. It was just like the area that they weren't as good at, right? So you faced yeah. a really good team. They're undefeated for a reason. Um, you were on the road in a in a hostile environment. That stadium yep. was packed out. You went on the road in the SEC. You did what you had to do. It wasn't yep. it wasn't pretty. Um, it was ugly at times. But you got to win. Uh, you, you can put in the W column in the SEC conference, um, and and you move forward. You want to know after this week. So, yeah, um, LSU did what they had to do. Uh, I think you're going to have to find different ways to win the ball game. Uh, you know what your offense can do, but defensively, you're going to have to find different ways to win the ball game. Um, and if it means the offense does something a little different to help your defense out. Um, it, it was made very evident this week that Brian Kelly will do that, uh, that he'll alter the offense a little bit to be able to help his defense out some. Uh, and so I, I like that, although it was really bad to start the game with uh, Missouri going and scoring three straight touchdowns, I like that there was adjustments made in-game and that were that were different from last week that we saw yeah. um, because, obviously, we <laughs> last week was atrocious. Yeah. So, uh, outside of the offense. So, overall, Reagan, it's a dub, and you're moving forward. Well, he, here's another thing, Zach. I, with, you know, here, I think the main reason we ran the ball is because that's what Missouri gave you, too. Uh, I mean, if you go back and watch the film, and, and Brian Kelly talked about this today in his press conference, there's going to be teams that try and do this. I, I mean, it, and, you know, credit to, you, you know, Hugh Freeze on, on saying, I don't know if you really can stop them because, I mean, he's right. Like, Missouri dropped their they, – they had two safeties back, like, for the majority of the game. Um, and so LSU was just doing what Missouri was giving them. So, okay, if you're, if you're going to drop uh, two safeties way back, like, you know, all, like all game, then we're going to run the ball, and we ran the ball. I mean, Logan Diggs and 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 Jaden Daniels both ran for 130 plus, um, and they were just doing what what the what the defense was giving them. They were they were trying to cut out the big major play to Brian Thomas to Malik Neighbors. They wanted to cut that out, uh, but I mean, number one, it opened up the run game. Number two, it it opened up uh, uh, underneath routes, and of course, Malik and BTJ and Kyron are really good at making the first guy miss. So they can turn a you know a five-yard route into a 15-yard play pretty easily because uh, they're just those kind of players. So it this offense is really, really scary. Um, 
for any opponent they're going to play. I mean, our offense is going to have us in every single game. The bad thing is the defense can take us out of any game. Um, but that's just the reality of, of who we are right now. But your offense will always have you in this game, uh, in any game, uh, because if you try and take the, 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 the deep threat away with Malik and BT, uh, like Missouri tried to do this weekend, we'll run the ball. And Logan Diggs is going to run the ball. Jaden Daniels will run the ball. You, you're just, uh, you, you're just not going to contain them. And, and we'll we'll dump it underneath to Malik and BT and Kyron and let them uh, make plays in open space. Um, or Mason Taylor, right? Um, and then, okay, if you want to bring your safety down and you know you want to stack the box and try and contain Logan Diggs, well, we're probably going to burn you all night long with Malik <laughs> and BTJ. Like it's. It's like choose your poison. It really is. So, um, I mean, even when even when they were sending, you know, teams try to will, will try and pressure Jaden and, and and get him rattled. And Jaden has now matured enough from last year that he will stay in the pocket, take the hit, and make the throw. And we saw that against Mississippi State uh, on on the fourth down play when they sent the safety on a delayed blitz. Uh, the safety came down, so it left Malik in a one-on-one matchup, slot fade to the end zone on a fourth down play. Jaden got absolutely wrecked on that play, but he made the throw and we scored a touchdown. So it it, it is a, a plethora of riches that you have on offense. And, I mean, there, there's uh, – you have the two best receivers in the country. Um you you have the best duo. They're not they're not number one and number two in the country. They they are the best tandem uh, that are playing together in in all of college sports and and or all of college football. And and it's not even really debatable. It, it just isn't. I mean, uh, you look at top ten list, and the only the only team on there with with two players is is LSU or top twenty five list and. All these things and and, and statistical, uh, you know, leaders like it's always Mal- it's it's Malik and BT. I mean, and like 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 Luther Burton's up there, and and Rome from uh, Washington's up there, and of course Mar- Marvin uh, uh, Marvin Harrison from Ohio State is there, and Leggett from South Carolina, but. Malik and BTJ are all on those lists, and those other guys don't have a teammate. So LSU does have the two best receiver tandem in the nation, plus you have a quarterback who's playing out of his mind. Uh, Zach, like, if you look at the stats of Jaden Daniels, and they were very impressive, like, like they were very impressive this Saturday. But you look at it and you may say, okay, well, he didn't throw for 300 yards this game. Well, I mean, obviously he ran for 130, so what does it matter? But, you you know, you may say, okay, well, he didn't throw for 300 yards. It wasn't that great of a game. But to me, this was more of a gutsy Heisman performance than any other game all year Uh, because the dude took a cheap shot in the end zone, busted up ribs, probably got bruised ribs, uh, guts it out, and comes in and puts the team on his back. Uh, I mean – after he takes that shot, he comes back in. You know, the whole series played out with Nussmeyer. didn't go well. Uh, Missouri got the ball back. We got the ball back. And he comes back in the very next series and comes in and scores a touchdown with his legs. Like, he, 
Jaden is, is just, I mean, the the dude is a he is a bad dude. Like he is tough as nails and, and has a an elite willingness to win. I mean, just an absolute desire to win at all costs. And if if he's if it means his body's on the line for it, he's like he's gonna lay his body on the line for the game. Um, and, and anybody who's got crap to say about Jaden, I, I mean, you're just you're just blatantly ignorant at this point. And, and uh, thankfully, I think the Jaden Daniels uh, slander has stopped um, because of what he has done. But, man, if if you have not, if Jaden hasn't done enough for you yet, I, I, hope, know college football. I, I hope that Saturday was enough for you because that dude won you the game again. Um He's just that guy, man. I, and 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 we'll get to more of that here in a second, but he absolutely deserves to be in the Heisman conversation. But I want to comment a little bit on the defense. Um, you know, you, you said there was adjustments that were made, and and, and you, you kind of commented on that. But I want to say this. The very fact that we made certain plays, you know, scheme aside, you know, clearly scheme was involved. I, I, I fully believe and trust that. Yeah. But scheme aside, the fact that they made some major game-changing plays yep. felt like it instilled confidence back into the team. Um, and it was it, it became complimentary. Um, and Brian Kelly talked about that today in his press conference, that, that, that the defense and the offense began to be complimentary to each other. Uh, and it started with Harold Perkins' uh, interception, which, by the way, was phenomenal coverage and, and uh, schematically was was just brilliant. I mean, it looked like uh, he was lined up um, to to, and he was going to come off the edge and he was going to blitz. Uh, instead, they had Luther Burden lined up in the slot, and instead of sending him on the blitz, he kind of faded back into the middle of the field. And, and and kind of hit himself uh, in coverage to then pick the ball off when they thought Luther Burden was open, and so he just kind of tra- he didn't like it wasn't like he was running stride for stride with him or or even you know right up on him, but he just kind of trailed him and stayed in you know behind him a little bit and waited for the route to develop, and once once the route developed and he made the throw. I mean, Harold Perkins was right there to make the play. It was, you know, Brady Cook wasn't expecting him to to drop back like that and wasn't expecting – I don't think he really was expecting him to be there. Um, And and so, I mean, tip of the cap there to to Matt House and and, and them dialing that up because, I mean, that was a called play for him to line up and and stunt a blitz and then drop back and kind of trail in in coverage. And in that moment, Reagan – if, if you remember, they were down twenty-two to seven. Yes, uh, and, and you had to get a stop. Uh, you did. Otherwise, you, you felt like to. the game was over. I mean, that was that was yes. probably you know the moment in the game where a lot of LSU fans felt like, okay, this like we might lose this game. Like we, we yeah. might we might get blown out like, this game. Yeah, and and you get the interception, and then the offense goes and scores a touchdown. Like huge change of events there, massive. So well, they, and, at that point, they kicked a field goal. Because then they made it 22-10 at that point. So, no, I think that's when we went up 22-17. I think it was I think it was 10-22 to 22 at that point when we intercepted and then it was when we threw. Maybe then it that, was. That, 
after after the interception by Harold Perkins, we threw the pass to Mason Taylor and made it twenty two seventeen. If I remember correctly, you maybe may no, you maybe um, because we we kicked a field goal on the possession before that, and then we intercepted it, and so we gained a possession on them there, and it was seventeen twenty two. But that my point my point is like it, it felt like the confidence. Like I would not say that like they were majorly like instantly like uberly confident, but it felt like the defense was like, okay, we can make we can make some plays happen. And yeah. following that Harold Perkins interception, the defense kind of came to life. I mean, because at that point it was twenty two. They had twenty two points on the board. Missouri did. I know that for a fact that they had twenty two points on the board, and. From that point forward, from that interception forward, they scored 17 points in the game. Yeah. That was it. They they only scored, kicked the field goal to finish that half out, and they scored one touchdown in the third quarter and one touchdown in the fourth quarter, and that was it. And you had Mason Smith uh, finally seemed to have a pulse. He got a sack and a, and a pass breakup on the day, uh, which, by the way, Braden Swinson needs to, needs to be playing more often. Uh, yeah. Braden Swinson in a in a huge series late in the fourth quarter, uh, third down play. You know we're all sitting here, I mean, chewing on our nails. And, oh gosh, it's third down. It's late in the game. What in the world are we gonna do? Uh, and Braden Swinson comes up with a huge strip sack. Unfortunately, we didn't get we didn't recover it. Um, uh, we didn't recover and. Um, but it, it made it fourth and like 35. So yeah. all you had to do was just keep them in front of you. Um, and, and so it was a massive play. And then, of course, Major Burns with the pick six uh, to seal the deal. Uh, it felt like that was that that sparked the defense a little bit. And maybe it was exactly what they needed to give them some confidence moving forward. Well, um, we mentioned in the show – to preview, Reagan, uh, one of the things we mentioned in our TA Tools for Triumph is get a handful of stops. Yeah. And if you can, create turnovers. And right. LSU did. They created three yep. turnovers. Two of them you got, and one of them you didn't. Um, of course, yeah. uh, Missouri also had the fumble. That was that was, that was was on them, not on LSU forcing it. But right, um, right. So you had opportunities um, to get turnovers, and you capitalized twice on 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 those opportunities yep. which obviously was a major difference in the game yes absolutely I, I was looking through um that was the point where whenever he intercepted it it was 22 to 10 i was looking through the play by play so we had already kicked the field it was, it was we had, we had kicked the field goal and they got the ball back because we had kicked the field goal it was 22 10. And at that point, it it really it really felt like crap. We just we had to keep pace. And I remember it because I, I I told McKenna, which McKenna doesn't give two cares about what I was talking about, has no idea what I'm saying whatsoever about the football game. But I was like, I was like, crap. We we just kicked a field goal, and we had to keep pace because they're torturing us right now. I said we absolutely had to score a touchdown to keep pace, and we just had to kick a stinking field goal. Um, and 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 now we got to and I and I said and now we got to put the defense back out on the field. 
<laughs> and I was like, if we I'll, we need to stop more now than ever, and and when we kicked the field goal, I was just like, I'm not I'm not freaking watching the defense. So I like turned it off. I was like, I'm, I just can't watch oh, the defense. Gosh. And so and then I look back at my my thing. I looked back at my phone. And it was like third and five, and they were still in their own territory. And I was like, okay. I was like, it's third and five. I was like, please just get a stop. I'm not watching it. I was like, I'm not watching this defense, but I just want them to see them get stopped. And then all of a sudden it said first and 10 LSU. And I was like, wait, hold up. What happened? <laughs> and then I went and pulled it up, and we had inter- Harold Perkins had intercepted it. Um, so wow, you have a little faith. It's, it's okay. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I don't think it's me of little faith. I think it's <laughs> the, the truth of the matter. Um, I don't know nah, yeah. at all. But, but still, it felt like the defense turned at that point. It really did. And, um, you know, it, that's that's what really stinks for, for the offense right now is we, we kind of have some unrealistic expectations. Yeah, they're really, really stinking good. But it's almost like a disaster when we have to kick a field goal. Right, like that was that was almost disastrous that we kicked a field goal at that point. Yeah. Um, but that we 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 can't put, you know, in the moment you're like, as a fan, you're like, oh my gosh, we cannot kick a field goal here. We cannot kick a field goal, and you're kind of disappointed. But once you're removed from it, you're like, okay, the expectations are unrealistic there to expect this team to score every single drive because the defense has been this bad. But thankfully. The defense came up with with the turnovers. They came up with they came up with stops, man. I, I mean, they literally, Zach. Like, let's think of it this way: if if LSU's defense can play how they played in the second half, or or just following Harold Perkins' interception, let, like at that pace, we're, we're we're talking a touchdown a quarter for our opponent. If we allow our opponent to score twenty eight points a game, I'm good. Because I think our offense can score over twenty eight on on literally anybody. Yeah. So, I mean, that's an improvement from where it's been, right? Twenty eight points a game is an improvement for our defense. Uh, obviously, there that I think uh, I think Pete Jenkins uh, had an immediate impact. It was very evident that our that our our technique was a lot better. Where we lined up was a lot better. Uh, yeah. I see Ryan. He's mentioning it here. We we went four down, uh, and it was like we got some more pressure. Um, so, I I was pleased with 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 some of the changes. But as we said in the show, previewing the game, like you're not going to see this miraculous one week change, and the problems are going to disappear. Clearly, the issues were still prevalent. They were still there, but they made adjustments and played better. And maybe if you can do that earlier in the game, it doesn't get out of hand and you don't have yeah. to scramble to play and catch up or, or play keep up. Um, so there, there's some positivity to look forward to, but you know, we all, we, we kind of, we, we still got to take this a game at a time. I will say this though, Zach, kind of looking ahead a little bit, like Old Miss with Jackson Dart and Quinshaw Judkins and Jordan Watkins and Dwayne and, 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 uh, Dayton Wade, uh, you know, and Brady Cook with Theo Weiss and Luther Burden and Cody Schrader, uh, Jordan Travis with you know Keon Coleman and and Johnny uh, Wilson. Like those were 
some of that those were the best quarterbacks and best receivers you're going to face all year. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's going to change. Okay, so don't misunderstand me. But the talent level has been really good the past, you know, at the very front end of this season. Like we're halfway through the season now. Um, that we're halfway through the regular season now, and you face your best quarterbacks probably that you're going to see um, in Jackson Dart, in, in in Jordan Travis, and um, and and in uh, I'm drawing a blank, Brady Cook and Luther Burton. You know, Peyton Thorne and, and Auburn's receiving core ain't ain't anything like that. I don't now, even I, know. I don't even know a wide receiver for Auburn's receiving core. I don't. I don't either. I don't either. I'm sure they I have. Can name good you receive, I can name you receivers on other SEC teams, but I can't name you receivers yeah. from Auburn's I, I could, receiving I could, core. I couldn't either. But th- that doesn't mean they don't have a good one. That doesn't mean they have a good one. They don't have a good one. But the fact that we we don't even know an, a name or anything. I. I mean. It's evident that all. I mean, Auburn's first year under Hugh Freeze, he's he's had to put the roster together, and like, it is what it is. It's not. It's not going to be as impressive as what we've seen the last two weeks. So maybe your defense, you, you know, you don't have to rely on that defense really improving as much. Now you want them to continue to improve, but you, you see my point though. Like maybe you don't get torched because it's not Luther Burden, right? So, um. Maybe it gets a little bit easier, and you can improve more because the opponent isn't as daunting. Uh, if that makes any sense. So, uh, those are kind of my thoughts on the game, man. You won the game. I do not care how you win the game; just win the game. Just win the game, and it, it was a huge win, like you were saying, Zach. I, I mean, they were undefeated. Um, it was it was a ranked matchup. I, I mean, you have to win that game. Uh, to keep yourself within contention of the SEC West, uh, all of these things, it was on the road. And if you can get past the hump of Missouri, you're looking toward literally the rest of your games being at home, save one. So it was crucial for several reasons there to come out. However you do it, just come out with a W, and you did it. So I, I, I was very pleased. I was very pleased. All right, Zach. I, I think we got some comments we need to get to. Uh, should we take yeah, a break? We a few in here. Or should we go ahead and get these? Uh, yeah, let's take a quick break and then we'll get to some comments. Let's let's take a quick break and then we'll get to some comments and then when we come back, uh, we'll begin to discuss uh, why me and Reagan believe that Jaden Daniels should be leading um, the Heisman hype, and also we'll discuss. Uh, some LSU baseball and some LSU basketball, some things going on, uh, some, 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 some few tidbits about the LSU baseball team, the LSU basketball team. So we'll be back right after this. Five-star hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. 
Uh, RP said, did y'all watch the ending of the Atlanta Braves and Philadelphia game? No, I was here. I don't know, Reggie, maybe you had it going on the side or something like that. I, um, not, I saw it was pretty crazy ending. Uh, to be I honest, RP, um, I love I love LSU baseball. Uh, not a big MLB guy. Uh, I keep up with the St. Louis Cardinals about this much, um, about this much. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. Uh, I I didn't see the ending of it. But I, apparently, I, I, it I didn't see wild. it. I didn't see it, but I know it was like four to five ninth inning. Phillies had a guy on base, down one, yeah. and I think Atlanta pulled it off. But I wasn't watching it. I wasn't watching it. Some, something wild. Um. Anyways, we'll move on. Um, Dane Bergeron is with us. Appreciate you, Dane. Uh, he said LSU needs to do some firing on both uh players and coaches. Uh, Dane, I, I'll hold off on that for now. I'll hold off on that for now. I think, I think, uh, the the players' issue I think is massively due to the, the fact that Ed Orgeron left you in such a mess. Uh, I mean, literally, when he left the program, you were down to one scholarship uh, defensive back, and so I think a large part of the player issue is because of the way the program was left whenever Ed Orgeron's tenure ended. Um, and BK has been having to try to catch up because yep. of that by replenishing his defensive back room with DBs that he can get right out of the transfer portal. And uh, the transfer portal, it's going to be a hit or a miss. Uh, I mean, yep. sometimes, uh, you know, you get a guy and it's like Jaden Daniels and they're phenomenal and they're great for you. Uh, it's a guy that needs to cha- a change of scenery need some better coaching, and they 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 make that change, and they're phenomenal, like uh, like Jane Daniels. Or sure. it's a guy like Zy Alexander who's a veteran who's trying to take a step up and maybe try to play his way into the NFL, uh, and LSU really needs him at defensive back, and yeah. so you go and get him, right? Or it's a guy like uh, Denver Harris who had some issues off the field, had the, had the five-star talent, but really didn't – have a whole lot of production at AM. And so now you're kind of seeing, okay, was it really just because he was a knucklehead at AM or is it because is it also because there's maybe a little bit of lack of talent from transitioning from that five star out of high school? You know, it's just a hit or miss. Um and so and we'll and I, I'll hold off on that a little bit, you know, because yeah. Matt House is also having to deal with that, right? He's also having yeah. to deal with these guys. And I'm not trying to be that one that's like just constantly giving excuses. But I will say this thing if it continues, right, and we saw some adjustment here in this past game versus Missouri, if this issue continues and you don't see a whole lot of progression, I agree with you. Uh, there needs to be a change uh, on the coaching staff. And so we'll see. Reagan, I think you wanted to add something to that. Yeah, and, and you also, I mean, what if J.K. Johnson doesn't break his leg? I mean, maybe he's – you know, maybe J.K. Johnson comes in from Ohio State and he's your best DB on the team. Like, you just don't know. You don't know. Because he came from the portal and, actually, and, and broke his leg. I mean, you know, how, how do you – how do you you know, what do you do with that? And we don't even know what's going on with Deuce Chestnut. Like, we have no idea. So, I mean, no it, it's, that, that's the way it goes with the portal. That's why you build your it team, is. your recruiting classes. And, and, Dane, like, the DBs, like, the help is coming. Like we got, we got some guys in this past class with with JV and Taviano. Ryan Yates has been playing. By the way, Ryan Yates has been playing great as a true freshman. Really good, uh, and he will continue to grow and get it get even better. 
Ashton Stamps and 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 LT, I think, are both guys that can, can contribute next year significantly. Uh, you got got a guy like Kai Bates and 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 Deshaun McBride, who are literally the top two recruits in your class for the 2024 class, who are both DBs. So, like, help is coming. Help, help is coming. It, you you've just got to build it from the recruiting class uh, and not, you know, shoot from the transfer portal every single year. Just the reality of the situation. Uh, yeah. Ryan said, I think four down linemen will uh, get pressure on the quarterback and help the DBs in coverage. We saw a little bit yeah. of that, yes, uh, against Missouri. I think that continues. Uh, Goose Sports has joined us. Appreciate you, Goose, for joining us. He says, yo, yo, what's up? Um, <laughs> uh, Goose also said, you know, Greg Brooks being out hurts. And obviously Absolutely. we continue to pray for him. Reagan, he was moved. He was moved to St. Jude here in Memphis uh, as really? of today. Really? So he is in wow. Memphis right now uh, taking treatments. Uh, obviously, we we wish him the best and prayers Absolutely. for him and his family as they go through that. Um, hope for a speedy recovery and especially uh, just peace and, and and prayers for the family as they go through that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jason Baker, is, I, I wanted to do this question, uh, answer this uh, comment last uh, as we can get into the second segment. He said, he said, I have a friend that is still talking about Jaden. Uh, uh, bad. I'm guessing bad about Jaden. I want to unfriend him. Uh, uh, yeah, as me and Reagan mentioned, like, if you're still talking bad about Jaden Daniels, then you're ignorant. You're ignorant. Uh, you, you really don't know a whole lot of football if you don't know. So, Reagan, let's get into this, okay? And we've done this before on AYS. I don't think we've done it on here before. I'm going to give you a blind resume. Um, okay. QBA has 2,391 total yards. He has 1,969 yard, uh, 69 passing yards, 19 passing touchdowns, 442 rushing yards, four rushing touchdowns. Uh, and the strength of schedule that he has played is ranked third. Um, QBB. Uh, has 1,946 total yards. He has 1,822 passing yards, 22 passing touchdowns, 124 rushing uh, yards, six rushing touchdowns, and his strength of schedule that he has played is 68. Uh, they both each have two interceptions. Who's uh, QBA and who's QBB, if it's not obvious already? Uh, Jane Daniel, QBA. I mean, yes. He's QBA. Uh, so who's QBB? Caleb Williams. And That's correct. Right. Pac-12. I'm just kidding. Pac-12 is um, Look, Reagan, I understand he is the defending Heisman, you know, trophy winner. And do you get a little bit of a um, – Media help. Yes. Media help because of that. Uh, do you get a little bit of a pat on the back because you were the Heisman uh, a year ago? Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, but stats are stats. And I, I you know, I, I want to say this, I've seen a lot of player, uh, not players. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter and social media coming on and saying, oh, well, Caleb Williams is six and oh, uh, he's, his team is six and oh, and Jaden Daniels team is four <laughs> and two. Hey, I just listed you the strength of schedule, uh, LSU third strength, of, uh, strength of schedule, USC Six strength of schedule. By the way, USC had to go to triple overtime to beat a bad Arizona team. Um, 
And I don't want to hear about defense. Guess what? LSU has consider a, a considerably worse defense, in my opinion, than USC. Okay? So I don't want to hear it's, you know, oh, well, they both have bad defense. LSU has a worse defense. Okay? Statistically speaking, they have a worse defense. You have played a worse schedule. Um, and the stats don't lie. The stats don't lie. Okay? Um, the reason you're 6-0 and is because you, you haven't played a Florida State. The reason you're 6-0 and is because you haven't played a Missouri. The reason you're 6-0 and is because you haven't played an Ole Miss. Like, you guess what? The gauntlet comes now. I don't know if you've seen it, Reagan, but the next five out of six games for USC, all ranked teams and all really lose. good. Te- We're talking Utah, Oregon, Washington. Like, they're going to lose. Uh, they're going to lose. You're, gonna lose. you're probably going to lose a couple of games. Now, I mean, maybe, maybe they're, you know, they turn it around and their defense plays great and Caleb Williams, you know, plays out of his mind and you win, win out. That's possible. Okay. I'm just saying, I do not foresee USC. Winning out, I do not see it. They, they didn't uh, like here and he won the Heisman. They lost to Tulane. They lost yeah. to Tulane. Like, what was the record last year? Like ten and three, something like that. Yes. So that that's that's my point. Is like the whole the wins. Well, he don't have the wins. Like, when has that ever been a problem? Johnny Manziel won the Heisman, and he lost several, like two or three games the year he won the Heisman. Lamar Jackson, when he won the Heisman, not even close to a national championship. Like, yeah. That, that, that's that's bogus. That's a stupid argument. That's bogus to me. And if Jay, look, I, I I will say this, Zach. I think the media is finally saying, okay, we can't ignore Jay Daniels anymore. Like after this week, I noticed several people were like, he's, right, he's top three. He's in the top to three. In the, yeah, we have to put him in the conversation because you cannot deny the stats. I mean, you 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 just simply cannot deny what he's been doing. Um, and Zach, if you want me, I mean, if you want to get real about it, Jaden had four touchdowns this past Saturday and should have had six. He had one taken off. He had a touchdown taken off the board because of the Camorian Pimpton holding, which, I mean, I mean, the holding call was like really, like really nitpicky by the referees, in my opinion. Like I, I, I could see it either way, but I felt like it was a little nitpicky. Number one, number two, um. Early in the game, Jane Dane, we they did the little the little tush push that Philadelphia's been doing. They they've done it the last, I think, two games. LSU's done that. Um they like he was clearly in the end zone. Clearly in the end zone. And they didn't call it a touchdown. They they didn't review it. And ultimately, Logan Diggs scored the touchdown on that drive because they didn't give the touchdown to Jaden and they didn't review it. And then, of course, the touchdown is taken off the board from the Camorian Pimpton holding, holding call. And also, when he, uh, that, the same play they called the holding on, on Camorian Pimpton is the same play he took the cheap shot in the end zone. So Jaden Daniels had two touchdowns stolen from him yeah. on Saturday. Like, the dude should have had three passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. Like, he, he he straight up had two touchdowns taken away from him. Um, yeah, we didn't mention how bad the officiating was oh, this past Saturday. God awful. It I was mean, awful. Just, just atrocious. They I, called I, mean, I think it was twenty-two or more flags. Like it was like every uh, every other play there was a flag. I have seen I, I have seen the disconcerting signal call 
like I've seen that a few times. Never in my life have I ever seen it called four times in one game. Never in my life. How do you, okay, that's number one. Number two, you, ha, you have two line judges. Your sole job as a line judge before the ball is snapped is to make sure nobody jumps off sides or jumps on a false start. That is your sole job. Yeah. How do you blatantly miss the dude jumping from Missouri on the touchdown play there in the, there at the goal line that would have backed them up five yards and made it, you know, like first and goal from the sixth instead of like first and goal from the one. Uh, missed that. They called the Camorian, pimped in a hold. They didn't penalize the guy for hitting Jaden late. Um, I, I'm almost – Zach, I don't know about you, but I think the, the field goal for Damian Ramos went through. And they didn't review that either. Um, they didn't they didn't review the touchdown that Jaden clear now, now I'm okay with the Damian Ramos one. I know that one it might have gone out, but at first glance, I thought it went through. But Jaden Daniels early in the game when Logan did yeah. it for his touchdown, like I was literally sitting there going, It's a touchdown, and like it's not even close. Half his body is laying in the end zone, and they didn't even review it. They yeah. didn't even review it. I was like, "Are you yeah. kidding me?" Oh, it, it was it was horrible. I mean, the officiating was just uh, atrocious, just horrible. I mean, they and all all you can do is is submit things like submit complaints, and like that's all they can do. I, I hate that. Yeah, referees have to have to be more held more accountable, and I think they should be questioned after every game, just like coaches are. Every game. Uh, yeah, but- um, I'll 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 say on the on the kick uh, on the Damian Ramos field goal. So, if you looked at the the shot where they look where you're looking up at the goal post, it does go just a, like right over the top. I would even say a little bit to the outside of the post. Gotcha. Um, and the rule is you have to think of the post as in never ending like they just right, keep going right they just keep going yeah um so you know if it if it goes over the post it's no good it has to be in between sure. the post so inside the very inside of of the two posts so i i i will say i did think it was a missed field goal based oh. on the second the second and I, and I'm uh, okay camera angle and so you know but it, you should have never gotten to a field goal that's the issue you should have never gotten to that field goal because uh, that was also the the drive where Jaden Daniels punched it in uh, after the bobbled snap. They called a very tic tacky holding call on Comorian yep. Pimpton. Um, Jaden Daniels was absolutely destroyed after he had already uh, well entered the end zone. Uh, he was absolutely. I mean, it was rough. It was roughing for sure, um, or late hit, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they they did nothing. They did nothing. Instead, they called tic tacky holding call, and um, as you mentioned, the, the false start. I mean, if, I, if we're going to complain about the refs, you took away seven. You you took away seven. For, you for sure took away seven from LSU on that drive, right? Because yeah. Jaden Daniels had scored. Um, you should have called a late hit. At the very least, it was offsetting, right? Yeah. Um, and then on the false start, we don't know what would have happened ultimately, but, right. uh, you know, that would have backed them up five yards. 
And I'm not saying that they wouldn't have scored seven, but we don't know, right? Sure. Uh, we do know that LSU would have scored on the touchdown that they called the holding the holding call on. Um, so it was, as, as you said, just a horribly officiated game on both sides of the ball, honestly. Um, nobody wants to see a game where there's 20 some 22 flags called and the referees are absolutely stealing the show. Um, and they stole the show in a bad way, right? Yeah. And so it was just disappointing. Uh, I, I have I've not complained about any other refereeing uh, outside of this game versus Missouri, like Florida State, all the other games before uh, Missouri, like having a play. I mean, there's been bad calls and missed calls, stuff like that, yeah. but like. The officiating wasn't bad. Um, this this game, it was bad. So, anyways, Reagan, we were discussing uh, Jaden Daniels and the Heisman. Reagan, yeah. I, I feel I fully believe if if Jaden Daniels continues down this path that he's on, and he's averaging you know four hundred yards a game, yeah, uh, you know both through the air and um and on it with his feet, um, there is no doubt in my mind that he should be in New York. For for the Heisman announcement, no I mean, he should. Which now is it? What top three? I know it used to be top five. Is it just top three now? It might be top three now. I, I can't remember. I, I want to say it's top three now. Maybe our viewers uh, in in the comments can help us out. I top? think it's different every year. I think it depends on how close the race is. is okay, so that may be the case now. Like I don't care either way. Um, if Jaden Daniels continues to put up over four hundred plus yards a game. Um, he deserves to be game. <laughs> yeah, he deserves to be in the Heisman yeah. uh voting there at the end in New York. So um for anybody to say otherwise, again, you're ignorant and you don't know football. Uh Jaden Daniels, um, he is statistically um the best quarterback in the SEC, and he is statistically um top three. I think top three in the nation. So he, he's out dual he's out dueling the quote unquote Heisman front runner right now. Now so I will say this. So like as as of right now, how it stands, he literally leads the entire country in total offense. Yes. Period. But but Michael Penix has played one last game. So I will say that. But as of right now, he, he leads the entire country in total offense. Yeah, and I will say like if it's not gonna be Jaden, it deserves to be Michael Penix, honestly. Yeah. Um you know, I see some people, you know, talking about Brock Bowers, and I'm not saying Brock Bowers is not phenomenal. Brock Bowers is phenomenal. Um, and Brock Bowers is a first-round talent. Um, I don't think uh, he deserves near as much talk as um, Michael Penix and Jaden Daniels does. I'd even say Caleb Williams deserve way much more talk than Brock Bowers. So, really, it needs to be Caleb Williams, Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels in no particular order. For me, I'm biased. It needs to be Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix. Uh, Caleb Williams. Um, so um, we'll see how the the rest of the season goes. He's got to play another half of the season. Um, but uh, you've gotten through some tough defenses, right? You, yeah. you got Pat. You got past Missouri, who was a really good defense. You got past Florida State, really good defense. Um, you got to get past Auburn, who's a really good defense. You got to get past Alabama, really good defense. You got to uh, get past A and M, really good defense. It's a little bit different, right? Uh, like you, you've played some really good offensive teams here in this first six, this first six weeks, um, but you're about to play some really good defensive teams. So we're about to really see um, 
how how well Jaden can play when when he when he faces these better defensive teams like Alabama, Auburn, A and M. So Reagan, yeah. Either way, I, I'm really excited and just really happy for Jaden Daniels in the season that he's having. It's so awesome, you know, that he made the decision to come back and we get to we get to experience this, right? Like you don't get to experience this. You know, you just you look back at the at the 2022 season, and go, hey, you know, Jaden was a pretty good quarterback. You know, like he's pretty good. Now you're looking at it going, Jaden was an elite quarterback. And I will go as far to say, look, I know you've had Jamarcus Russell. I know you've had Rohan Davey. I know Zach Mettenberger had a pretty good two years. Um, I will go as far to say Jaden Daniels is the second best quarterback in LSU history. Um, statistically, I, he's gonna. I think he's gonna go down as the second best quarterback in LSU history, not overall career, but as far as you know, a combined two years uh, and the impact that he had and and how much he meant to his team. Um, I, I think there's only one other one that's gonna be above him. And we all know who that is in Joe Burrow. So, anyways, uh. Fully believe that Jaden Daniels needs to be atop the Heisman conversation. Seems like after this week, he is now with not yeah. only LSU media uh, and LSU fans, but the national media as well. I hope that continues. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm with you there. Like, you know, even Rohan, da- Rohan Davey and, and, and Jamarcus Russell, th- their biggest impacts were their two final years. Yeah. Like, you know, especially with like Jamarcus Russell, 05, 06, like that, that was the, those two years are like the years for them. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's kind of like been typical of quarterbacks is they have two years where like they're the guy um, at, at LSU at least. So if we're talking two years, like it's definitely Joe Burrow and Jane Daniels uh, yeah. for sure. And Jane Daniels is on pace to, uh, be second best. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like that sounds horrible, but when you literally have the greatest season of all time in 2019 at LSU, it's kind of hard to top that. Uh, but what Jane Daniels and this, I guy, mean, I don't know about you, but if somebody was saying, Hey, this guy is the, the best quarterback outside of Joe Burrow, I'd be like, Hey, I'm okay with that. Like I'm good. Yeah. yeah he, he, he is. I, I think he is. Uh, and, and he's, he's very much so on track to, have the second best season at LSU ever, ever as a quarterback. Uh, like, like he's well on his way. It, it's yeah. not even going to be close. Um, so, shoot, like, like I legitimately think as of right now where he stands, he's got 19 pa- uh, passing touchdowns. He's got four rushing. He's got 23 touchdowns. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking like, he, he could end up with like 4,000 p- passing yards, 1,000 yards rushing. 40 touchdowns. And like 40 touchdowns. Like, that's unreal. Like, that yeah. is unreal. Like, no question he should be in the Heisman conversation. There's no question. I I, I think he will be in New York. Uh, come, come that time, I think he will be. Uh, does he ultimately win it? I, I don't know. We'll have to see how it plays out. But if he keeps playing like this, he's going to have a – he is going to have a, a, a bit at it. Like, yeah. Like he he will very much be in the mix, so it's very exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting because we only have two. We only have two of them in Billy Cannon and, J- and Joe Burrow. Uh, yeah. So to get another one would be, you know, like another feather in your cap to say, hey, it's fun to play quarterback at LSU. Yeah, I think I think you know if he if he puts up four hundred plus yards against Auburn, if he puts up four hundred plus yards against Army, and then let's say you go to Tuscaloosa. 
and you know you win the game and he puts up 400 plus yards, three touchdowns, one oh, rushing touchdown. Oh. Like oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. If he put um, this LSU team with this defense in the SEC championship, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's yeah. No doubt. Uh Reagan, we got to get to move on and get to a couple of things to, to yeah, wrap up quick, here. For sure. Um so uh, LSU basketball gets a commit out of Curtis Givens the third, yes sir, four star uh, point guard I believe. Um, so big big get for Matt McMahon. McMahon's making moves. Uh, I- I'm excited to see you know how the team looks this year. Obviously we're getting closer and closer. I mean November will be here before we know it. Um, also uh, the baseball team ha- is going to have some inter-squad games coming up this weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I'm interested to see kind of the things that come out of those inter-squad uh, games. We've seen already a little bit uh, uh, of uh, some of their practices and stuff and and players that we're hearing from. So it's been exciting, Reagan. Do you have anything on those uh, two things? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, they had their, their first inter-squad, you know, uh, series this past weekend. Yeah. Never – Never would I have ever guessed that Michael Braswell would have been the first name to see get a home run. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of. But look, hey, wow. look, um, Jay Jay brought him, and yep. when he was talking, you know, um, he had his big co- uh, press conference, you know, before when the school year was starting, when when baseball players were showing up on campus and. You know that he he has the big day where he kind of like covers the new roster, uh, and he was he was going through his transfers and he mentioned Michael obviously mentioned Michael Braswell because he's one of the transfers, and and said specifically in Michael, yes he like has not had the stats the last two years like that you would want out of an SEC shortstop at the plate, but number one he's a great defensive player, uh, he showed that at, at South Carolina. But number two, he said, I, I think there's some things we can tap into with his swing to get it a lot better and make him way more productive at the plate than he has been. And if anybody, if there's anybody that I trust to do that, I think it's Jay Johnson. Uh, yeah. and he's the first one to get a home run, you know, in, in, in fall. Cool. So pretty awesome. All right, Reagan, it's been a fun show, uh, aside from my crappy internet and your crappy computer. Uh, maybe we'll no have more. maybe we'll no have more. a show um, where we can get <laughs> past uh, the hour without my internet being crappy and your computer being crappy. We'll see how it goes this Friday. Reagan, I got to let you get do the outro because that's your thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and look, <laughs> we will... <laughs> I'm going to figure something out. I'm I'm, I'm not going to use the computer. I'll tell you that much, but uh, we, we'll get through it. We will get through it, Zach. We'll figure it out. It, it, it's, it's growing pains right now. I mean, we're just going through it right now, but it is what it is. We, we, we still have our content. We're, we're talking LSU. It, it's all working out. Guys are still commenting, and we appreciate all you guys. Ryan, RP, uh, Jason Baker was in here. Um, uh, James Bogan. Tyler Townsend, appreciate you guys. Y'all are always fantastic. And Goose faithful. Sports, Stainberger on all those guys. Yeah, Goose Sports as well. Lucy. Uh, all your interaction as always. Uh, we'll be here this Friday to re- uh, not recap, but preview the Auburn game. Looking forward to it. And we'll see you then here in the Tigers Avenue.
Five Star Hero takes out. Peace. Do that, do that,